On this day in Christian history, Charles I. The mixing of politics and spiritual spirituality can be an explosive can be explosive for a head of state or the head of church, and especially when both heads occupy one set of shoulders. The English Reformation occurred when divorce-prone King Henry VIII declared himself head of the Anglican Church, replacing the Pope. But it didn't satisfy those desiring genuine renewal. The Puritans didn't feel Henry went far enough in purifying the church from the rags of poppery and returning it to the scriptures. Henry's daughter, Queen Elizabeth I, opposed the Puritans. Her successor, King James I, threatened at the Hampton Court Conference to harry them out of the kingdom. But it was James's son, Charles I, who lost his head over them. Charles was born in 1600 and assumed the throne 2,500 years, I mean, 25 years later. He was deeply religious and morally unsullied and a perfect family man. He was an obstinate monarch, however, and committed to the divine right of kings. He took a Catholic wife and appointed a Catholic learning Catholic-leaning Archbishop of Canterbury. He oppressed the Puritans, and thousands of them fled to America. The rest stayed and simmered. Charles ruled long without a parliament, but when he tried to force changes in the Scottish church, his northern kingdom revolted. Needing money and arms, Charles at last summoned parliament, but it proved even more they, but it proved even more opposed to Charles than the Scots, and when Charles attempted to arrest its leaders, civil war erupted. Oliver Cromwell's Puritan forces, aided by the Scots, defeated the king's supporters in 1645. On January 19, 1649, King Charles was placed on trial. The judges sat on a raised dais at one end of the Westminster Hall. Soldiers stood on the other end, and Charles sat alone in the center. The drama gripped the nation, and in the end, the king, condemned, went to the scaffold calmly. His head was severed with one swing of an axe while a groan arose from the horrified crowd. If he could have governed his kingdom as he had cared for his family, they said he would have been among England's greatest monarchs. He didn't, and the head of the head of the Anglican Church was lost. We read in the Proverbs, We humans make plans, but the Lord has the final word. We think we know what is right, but the Lord is the judge of our motives. Proverbs 16, 1 and 2. Good morning, good morning. Today is January 19th. It is Friday, and it is currently 39 degrees and sunny here in Stockbridge, Looks like a high of 42 today. We can expect sunny skies, blustery winds, uh, and a high of 42. And let's uh, pray and we'll get into this lesson. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for uh, being our God and for loving us so much, Lord. And we just thank you for uh, uh, keeping your church, your remnant, uh, pure, uh, part of it throughout all of history, Lord, even when... Uh, these false teachers and uh, uh, things have come in, and and uh, as we read about in Second uh, Peter, Lord, that just uh, throughout uh, church history, Lord, you uh, told us uh, there would be false teachers leading people astray, and there still is today, Lord, and we see it all throughout history. But we do thank you that you kept have kept a remnant of those that truly worship you, that truly love you, Lord, and we just ask. 
that you continue to do so, Lord, that you would grow your true and living church, Lord, uh, in these last days, uh, Lord, that you would encourage us, that you would uh, build us up, Lord, that you would strengthen us in your power and in your grace, Lord, and just get, uh, just fill us with your spirit right now as we get into this lesson. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, Vision and Darkness by Oswald Chambers. When the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram, and behold, horror and great darkness fell upon him. Genesis fifteen twelve. Whenever God gives a vision to a Christian, it is as if he puts him in the shadow of his hand. Isaiah 49, 2. The saint's only duty, the saint's duty is to be still and listen. There is a darkness that comes from too much light. That is the time to listen. The story of Abram and Hagar in Genesis 16 is an excellent example of listening to so-called good advice during the time of darkness, rather than waiting for God to send the light. When God gives you a vision and darkness follows, wait. God will bring the vision he has given you to reality in your life if you will wait on his timing. Never try to help God fulfill his word. Abram went through 13 years of silence, but in those years, all of his self-sufficiency was destroyed. He grew past the point of relying on his own common sense. Those years of silence were a time of discipline, not a period of God's displeasure. There is never any need to pretend that your life is filled with joy and confidence. Just wait upon God and be grounded in Him. See Isaiah 50, 10 through 11. Do I trust at all in the flesh? Or have I learned to go beyond all confidence in myself and other people of God? Do I trust in the books and prayers of others? Do I trust in books and prayers or others' joy in my life? Or have I placed my confidence in God Himself, not in His blessings? I am Almighty God, El Shaddai, the all-powerful God, Genesis 17.1. The reason we are all being disciplined is that we will know God is real. As soon as God becomes real to us, people pale by comparison, becoming shadows of reality. Nothing that other saints do or say can ever upset the one who is built on God. Wow. Wisdom from Oswald Chambers. Faith never knows where it is being led, but it loves and knows the one who is leading. Praise God. And our chapter, our text for today is Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 through 30. This is titled, Jesus Teaches the Parable, Teaches in Parables. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and was sitting beside the Sea of Galilee, but such large crowds gathered around him that he got in a boat and sat there, positioning himself as a teacher, while the whole crowd stood on the shore. He told them many things in parables, saying, Listen carefully. A sower went out to sow seeds in his field. And as he sowed, some seed fell beside the road beside, between the fields, and the birds came and ate it. Others, 
Other seed fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil, and at once they sprang up because they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. Other seed fell among the thorns, and thorns came up and choked them out. Other seed fell on good soil and yielded grain, some a hundred times as much as was sown, some sixty times as much, and some thirty. He who has ears to hear, let him hear and heed my words. Then the disciples came to him and asked, Why do you speak to the crowds in parables? Jesus replied to them, To you it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been granted. For whoever has spiritual wisdom, because he is receptive to God's word, to him more will be given, and he will be richly and abundantly supplied. But whoever does not have spiritual wisdom, because he is devalued God's word, even what he has will be taken away from him. This is the reason I speak to the crowds in parables, because while having the power of seeing, they do not see, and while having the power of hearing, they do not hear, nor do they understand and grasp spiritual things. In them, the prophecy of Isaiah is being fulfilled, which says, you will hear and keep on hearing, but never understand, and you will look and keep on looking, but never comprehend. For this nation's heart has grown hard, and with their ears they hardly hear, and they have tightly closed their eyes. Otherwise they would see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and turn to me, and I would heal them spiritually. But blessed, spiritually aware, and favored by God are your eyes, because they see, and your ears, because they hear. I assure you, and most solemnly say to you, many prophets and righteous men who were honorable and in right standing with God longed to see what you see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. Listen, then, to the meaning of the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom regarding salvation and does not understand and grasp it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is the one of whom seed was sown beside the road, and the one on whom seed was sown on rocky ground. This is the one who hears the word and as welcomes it with joy, yet yet he has no substantial root in himself, but but is only temporary. And when pressure or persecution comes because of the word, immediately he stumbles and falls away, abandoning the one who is in the source of salvation. And the one on whom seed was sown among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the worries and distractions of the world and deceitfulness, the superficial pleasures and delight of riches, choke the word, and it yields no fruit. And the one whose seed was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands and grasps it, and indeed bears fruit and yields some a hundred times as much as was sown, some sixty times as much, and some thirty. Jesus gave them another parable to consider, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds, resembling wheat among the wheat, and went away. So when the plants sprouted and formed grain, the weeds appeared also, and the servants of the owner came to him and said, Sir, you did not sow good seed in your field. Then did you not sow good seed in your field? Then how does it have weeds in it? He replied to them, An enemy has done this. The servants asked him, Then do you want us to go and pull them out? 
But he said, no, because as you pull out the weeds, you may uproot wheat with them. Let them grow together until the harvest. And at the harvest time, I will tell the reapers, first gather the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. Heavenly Father, we just thank you and praise you for your amazing word, Lord, and this amazing lesson. And we just ask that you would be with us today, Lord, that you would encourage us, that you would help us to walk in you, Lord, by your power, by your grace. And we just ask for your blessing on this Friday, Lord, and keep us safe. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all today. Have an amazing day.